You're listening to the Two Dumb Yinzers. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome back to the Two Dumb Yinzers Live. This is episode 282. I see Mike doing the cabbage patch over there this morning. I don't know what that dance, that thing you did the yesterday, the thing you did yesterday, it wasn't a dance, but it was like that arm thing. What was that called? What was I, what was I doing? Was I doing this? No, you I kind think of it was that little. Oh, I was oh, dabbing. God. Dabbing? That no. hasn't happened since 2015. <laughs> Derpy, I'm old. I'm allowed to do stuff that's old. Okay. You know, it's funny you say that. It's like, you know, it, that hasn't happened since 2015. Like that was forever ago. I was, um, I was fishing around on YouTube yesterday. I watched this video. It's one of those reaction videos. Mm -hmm. These two kids, they were watching Beavis and Butthead for the first time. Yeah. And, oh, uh, no. Yeah. And the, the one boy, you know, the kid said to the other one, he's like, how, you know, how old is this? This is really funny. And the other kid, I don't know, he, he could have been 16. He was like, I don't know, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, it probably came out. So I looked at it, it came out in 1993, which is 30 years ago. So I did, I, I just kind of, it was, it was funny. I, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the whole reaction. So I wrote to them and I said, you know, these guys did come out in 93. However, the guy that writes, you know, that makes the show, he's working on more now. A new season's actually coming out on the 20th of this month. And, um, you know, it, it was cool. It was cool. Like I said, to see younger kids. Yeah. Discover. Respond. Yeah. Respond and discovering the stuff yeah. that brought us joy at that. Oh, age. the best joy. Believe me. Believe I me, man. Saw a month, uh, I saw a video on uh, British, British high schoolers or like students react to react to um biscuits and gravy derpy i saw that and i and i i loved it because everything I, I i know exactly what you're talking about i watched the same video and they there's a bunch of foods actually not just the biscuits and gravy i don't know if you saw them as well however yeah. they um they're they're presenting these these british kids i mean they're probably high school early high school kids and they you know they just kept turning their nose up and they're like oh my god biscuits this, is, this isn't even a biscuit a biscuit is like a little cracker yeah biscuit to them is a cookie yeah, it's a cookie. Yeah, and, they're probably uh, thinking, what are they doing to cookies in America? And gravy, you know, just isn't that isn't normal gravy, blah, blah, blah. So they're going on and on and uh, they're giving it the face. They're giving it the eye. And when they tried it, they all loved it. They, they just couldn't <laughs> believe the taste. Yeah. It, you yeah. Because um, like when you look at it, it does not look appealing. No, it looks like throw up on a plate. It does. It does. It, yeah, it, it does. It, it looks disgusting, but it tastes so good. And it's been about a month since I saw that video, guys. <laughs> but there was more. There was probably about five different things. And I don't recall what they are off the top of my head. The only reason I remember that is because Derpy brought it up. But there was like so many different things that they kept putting out. And they, they, these these British kids were like, oh, but as soon as they tried it, everything they liked, yeah. they liked every single thing. <laughs> and who are they that talk? You know, I, I've seen some of their their, their cuisine that they call breakfast. With their crumpets and shit. Oh, don't, don't be sleeping on no crumpets. Crumpets are good, but they're, they're breakfast that they have like sausages no and crumpets. baked beans on. I was like, ugh. Yeah, I don't want no crumpets. I don't even know what a crumpet is, but it don't sound crumpets like a sweet. It's a, a sweet, a sweet little crumpet. Yeah, that's what I call you. You're a sweet little crumpet. Uh, speaking of food, excuse me, Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut wins the first world burrito eating championship this guy just don't stop Woo! joey chestnut he ate 14 burritos in 10 minutes 10 minutes yeah which you would think you know i mean he usually eats what like 60 some hot dogs in 12 yeah. minutes and burritos are a yeah. lot more filling he had 14 burritos in 10 minutes this guy's amazing he doesn't get enough credit in this country he's america's he's number one athlete yeah, he is. He is. I love that Joey Chestnut. Yeah, I, I think I think he might actually be our best athlete because he, you know, he's going up against the best in the world at what yeah. they do, and he wins. When we send our best against the world, they choke. So they I'm choke. looking at you, looking at you, the dude from Anaheim that got struck out. Who's that? Trout. 
What happened? That Otan- exactly, world- Mike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we choke. We choke in the big moments. This is why um, I always root it's for been Canada. His entire career. This is why I always root for Canada when we play hockey. You know, and the thing about when he does the hot dogs, speaking of choke, he takes the hot dogs, bun and all, and he dips them in water. Yeah. yeah I, all those people do that is disgusting. I don't want to be it's involved. It's a good in it. routine to, you know. No, that's I guess get as many as you can. I, I, I want nothing to do with See, dipping my me, hot dog. I mean, the bun, the bun too. See, to me, to me, that's like those, all those records right there at the hot dog eating competition are tainted because they dip them all in, well, they all dip them in water. Yeah. Don't that, dip them in water. To me, that is cheating. That, that cheapens the sport. I would okay. be okay if they dipped it in like chili. Yeah. You should have to eat. Because, yeah. You know, so it's still part of the hot dog. Yeah. It's still part of the, the cuisine. And then, you know, it, it also would, would, Give it a little bit of yeah. uh, liquid or whatever. Yeah, if you need something. liquid, I don't know. You, you drink it while you're, you drink the water while you're eating. You don't dip it in. To me, that yeah. cheapens the whole, all those records. Oh, I ain't taking nothing away from Joey Chestnut. He is my favorite. I Matter used fact, to like Kobayashi. Kobayashi was the man. That's my oh, favorite thing of 4th of July. Like, I literally hate that that day, that holiday. Kobayashi was the man, Mike. Terrible. He was the man. The and man then freaking Chestnut took over. Chestnut came out of nowhere. It was, it was, it was a sad day. But also a proud day because USA, yeah. USA, USA. But I would rather watch that than fireworks any day. That that should be the new national thing that we do on Fourth of July. Just all sit around and watch Joey Chestnut eat we hot could, dogs over there. Just move it from uh, New York down to uh, DC, right in the yeah. heart of the capital. We can do it on yeah. the steps of uh, like the Lincoln Memorial or the Jefferson Memorial. Yeah, yeah. I I'd like pay it. for that. Uh, everybody, we do have uh, next week. Next week, we have a lot of draft talk coming. We are only a few weeks away. I think less than three weeks right now. So next oh. week, starting Monday, we are going to be heavy on the draft. So there you have that. A lot of draft talk. A lot of draft talk, guys. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to go into. I don't want to do that. Let's start off. With, let's start off with the Penguins because. Something big, something big happened last night. Well, I, I kind of haven't, I, I haven't mapped out in a way, and I, I don't want to go right into football just yet. So, last night, big game, big game, huge game. The Penguins played. They hosted the Wild, the Minnesota Wild. Mark Andre Fleury, the whole squad. They come to Pittsburgh to play the Penguins, and you know, I mean, we did everything but count them out yesterday. And rightfully so, because, you know, you just don't know which team you're going to get. And, you know, you have Flurry coming. These guys are hot over there. He's been the hottest goalie in the league. The, um, the Wild is playing good hockey. Pittsburgh sitting was sitting at 38-30-10. and 10. We needed to win desperately. And, and, and the, the Dr. Jekyll or Mr. Hyde or whichever one it was showed up last night, Mike. Whichever team that was that showed up was the one that we need to be a, a little bit more consistent with. This team blew the wild out of the water, four to one. The Tang scores, Rackle scores, Zucker scores, and even Jeff Carter scores. Mike, what kind of a night was this? Where even Jeff Carter pitches in? Yes, ma- magic it, it's in nuts. the air. It's nuts. I like when I when I saw that Jeff Carter scored a goal, I thought it died. Yeah, I thought you know the rapture was happening, the apocalypse, yes. like mm-hmm. you know Ragnarok. Something was happening to where we were all going to die. When Jeff Carter scored, um, it, it's nice of him to finally show up. You know, he he had those two two goals in one game, like what a month yeah. ago, and he thought he was the shit. And it's nice, you know, he scored again to help out. Um, it was nice to see though when I was going back through looking at all the stats, like the people who haven't been producing kind of stepped up last night. Yeah, it was, it was nice. We keep saying that, like outside of the core, and a handful of other supporting cast, the rest of the team has been dead weight. They've been a complete letdown. And they, you know, Jeff Carter scoring. People were chipping in, playing better hockey. It was nice to see. It was. It was a lot of fun, Mike. As I said, Latang, Raquel, Zucker, and Carter, they all scored. That was the four different uh, goal scorers. Also, Mike, it should be noted, Latang scored his first goal against Marc-Andre Fleury last <laughs> night. Uh, now he joins Sid, who also has one, and Gino. Gino has two. Gino has two goals against Marc-Andre Fleury. So the big three, they have all scored goals against their former teammate, um, I like it. So here, here's 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 what's going on, guys. Penguins they moved to 39, 30, and 10. 39, 30, and 10 at the moment. Tomorrow, we travel to Detroit to play the Red Wings. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And it happened as such as last night, you're keeping an eye on the other scores. Of course, you're keeping an eye to see what Florida's doing. You're keeping an eye to see what the Islanders are doing. I don't know what our, our record against Florida this year is, Mike, but I know that we got swept against the Islanders. So we're, you know, not trying to tie them in points. We're trying to, we're trying to leapfrog them in points, mm-hmm. but they both win. Both Florida yes. and the Islanders won last night. So that don't make things any better. However, the win does make it better because now we're not three points back. We're still just one point back out of the wild card where both of these teams are sitting there with 89 points. The Penguins sitting there with 88. Two games, three games left. I'm sorry. We play Detroit tomorrow. That's at one o'clock. We're mm-hmm. in Detroit. And Florida on the uh, Florida Panthers schedule, Mike, they have at Washington next. They play the Capitals next. And the Islanders play Philadelphia at home. Philadelphia at home. So, you know, if we could get a little help. Uh, the one I, I'm seeing from Florida that we might be able to get a little help on here is they have at Washington, home yeah. against Toronto, home against Carolina. Yeah. I, so, that, those two definitely, like the Toronto-Carolina games, those are the two I'm targeting. You know, that, that's where I'm looking for at least the loss to come out of one of the. Yeah. That's but I thought last night, you know, Tampa Bay would pull out a win for us. You're right. But, you, know, but, so. but here you go. You're sitting there. You're you, you get Tampa Bay. You get at Washington. I mean, OV. I mean, they're not the same team they were mm-hmm. but this team. You know, they, they could have a good game any night. Yeah. Toronto, Carolina. That's the team. Like I said, Florida, as you were saying, is the team that I expect yeah. to lose a game because winning against those four teams in a row, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. No, no matter know? how hot Florida is right now. So it looks like they're on a nice little roll. It, it, even though those little rolls, you have a little hiccup. And that, that's all we need. That The Penguins just need to play strong and hope for one of these other teams to lose. It sucks to be in this position, but you know, that's what you need needs to happen. And Absolutely. I, 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 you know, the Capitals, even though they're out of it, you don't see Ovi quitting. No. I don't see – he's not going to he's not gonna allow that team to quit. Like, as much as I hate Tom Wilson, he's not going to go out there and quit. Yeah, right. You know, so they're going to give their best effort, and hopefully, you know – my God, I can't believe I'm saying it. I am rooting for the Washington Capitals. Yeah, man. I, I, <laughs> you know, I, Tom I Wilson, feel... go out there. Do your thing. Do what you did to the Penguins all those years. You know, take, take some liberties. Don't hurt anyone. Just take some liberties. I felt that there was a, 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 um, a, a turn of the page, Mike. <laughs> the last time we played Washington mm-hmm. and the fans cheered for Ovi. Yeah. Now, there, there is this respect now that these gentlemen mm-hmm. are getting older and, it's, you know, they're coming to the end of their career. You know, I, I don't hate Washington as much as I used to. I think that I, I, I learned to respect them a little bit more than I used to. And, and that's the feel. They're not that good. We're not that good. You know, we're, hey, we were the teams. We were the teams. We were winning Stanley Cups after Stanley Cups together, back and forth one way or the other. So, you know, and we had to always beat one another to get there. So I, I really find this new uh, respect with Washington. It's kind of a cool thing because a lot of times with rivals, you don't have that. Like Baltimore, I mean, yeah, you respect them as a football team. But at the end of the day, I still hate the Ravens. I don't necessarily hate the Capitals. And as you said, I have no problem rooting for them to, to, to beat Florida. And um, you know what? At this point in his career, I want to see Kobe do or Ovi do well. Like, I still hate, I still hate them, but I respect them. And that's how I am with the Ravens. I hate the Ravens, but I respect them. Yeah. That's how I am with the Ravens. At least, you know, the older Ravens from back in the day. But like right now, like I still hate the Capitals. I still want to see them lose. I love when they lose, but I respect them. I'm like, Ovi, I don't hate like I used to hate. Yeah, uh, I used to hate that guy. I used to hate him. I'll say about like six years ago, I started to respect him. You know, once they won that cup, I was like, all right, all right, he's not just someone who's going to score goals and collapse in the playoffs. All right, cool. But there's players on that team I hate, like Tom Wilson and their whole culture I hate. But I respect Ovi at least. So You know what culture I hate? I was watching the Flyers play the other day, and they got that stupid Tortellini. Yeah, Tortella, whatever his name is, man, that 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 culture there is there. If there was any way to turn it more into a Philadelphia Flyers culture, uh-huh. it was adding that coach. He he's the, yeah. one of the biggest assholes. He's always been one of the biggest assholes. And you stick him on a team of the biggest assholes, I I, I and that's a whole different story. I just don't like Philly. There's nothing about them I like. And at the end of the day, like I said, I can I can respect and root for. Um, the Washington Capitals. I'm going to have a hard time, a hard time rooting for Philly against the Islanders, but hopefully we don't need to, Mike. As I said, the Florida Panthers have to beat, as they did, Toronto last night, Washington mm-hmm. on the road. I'm sorry, not Toronto last night. Tampa Bay last night, Washington on the road, Toronto, and then Carolina. I don't think they're going to win all four of those games in a no. row. I think mm-hmm. that's going to give us a chance. However, 
we have to be a little bit more consistent, at least for three games. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm not talking uh, – you haven't done it all year you haven't been this consistent team but if you could at least pull these last three games together islanders i'm not really too um i like i said i mean they have philly which islanders could definitely be philadelphia uh you put we talked about washington and then montreal and then as i said the islanders did beat us straight up they swept us this season so we don't want to run into that tiebreaker so you know i'm kind of hanging on the fact that florida can't beat those four teams in a row to finish out the season but on the other hand, we have to find a way to beat Detroit on the road, Chicago at home, and then go over to uh, the Central Ohio and beat Columbus. We, we should be able to do that. We should, in should. theory, be able to do that. But if that happens, I'll be I'll be surprised because that's just been the way the year this has been. Yeah, because the, the Islanders right now, the Islanders have the easiest path to the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like you're saying, you know, the, the Montreal and the and the Flyers, those mm. those are. Sh- should be two easy wins for them. Yeah. And like the, this Florida team, man, they've won five in a row, but they did just they did just come off a four game losing streak. So hopefully, you know, they're kind of streaky like the Penguins. I'm going back right. and through. I'm looking. They they had that win streak, then a losing streak, then a win streak. They lost a win streak, a loss, it, one loss, and they're alternating wins and losses. So hopefully, you know that what plagued the penguins can plague them late in the season, you know, alternating when losses fall into a little rut here at the end. I, I just hope, I just hope the penguins, this wasn't their last to raw this game. You know what I mean? And it was, I, you know, they flurry, came out. Yeah. And it was almost it, were a high. If, if, if that be the case, I totally agree with, your, with what you're saying, because I could see yeah. that happening. I, I could see that happening with these mm-hmm. guys. You bring it all to the surface for this game with Flurry and, and the mm-hmm. Wild, and, and you go out and you really play well. You win, uh, Yari. Uh, Mike, I I, I seen a couple of saves by Yari where the, even the uh, the announcer says, "Wow, was that Mark Andre Flurry or was that Tristan <laughs> Yari over there?" He made some brilliant saves last night. I was really impressed, and everyone's excited. And yeah, um, they they just <laughs> like I said, three three games. You just gotta you just they, gotta they have out, to win them all. Florida. They have to win them all, and if they lose, it has to be an overtime loss. They have to gain right. points, and then like we, I, even then, that's that's tough. You because right now we're just a point behind everyone, so we have to keep winning. These guys have to lose. Like these two teams, you know, the Panthers and the Islanders have to lose in regulation. We can't let them get a loser point. Right, and that's that's key right there if they get a loser point that can be just enough because they're a point ahead of us that breaks mm-hmm. down into all the tiebreakers i you don't want that you don't want that we need to win in re- every game in regulation we need the, the one of them to lose in regulation then then we'll be good two teams yes. need to lose one game just one just one just one what are, what are, I, the, I have odds a all, that... what are the odds all three teams it's went not, out yeah, down the stretch that would be mine we're gonna lose as I said, uh, I you, feel like it's going to be a Dolphins Jets situation. Well, I, I just oh, like yeah. I, said, I, I really feel that if Florida is going to own this and beat those four teams in a row, Tampa Bay at Washington, Toronto, Carolina, you know what? At the end of the day, if they do that, if they pull that off and let's say we win the, the, the three as well, the last three going into the end of the season, they probably deserve it because you know what? That's that's tough. You're going to go out there and beat those four teams to get in that's just something that we haven't been able to do. We haven't been able to go out there and win those games that we need to win last night being, you know, one of the first times that we actually said, Mike, this is a must win. They have to go out and win. And they actually went out and won. So if they, if they, if we could do it, fantastic. But as I said, if Florida could pull it off on their end with four in a straight, four in a row straight against those four teams, maybe they just deserve it more than we do. They do. Yeah. Cause if you can win, win on that stretch down there, that's, that's impressive. I, you know, tip of the hat to you because that, that is, they have the harder schedule than we do. Absolutely. And, uh, mm, what's Chicago looking like? Where are they at in the, uh, oh, they're looking terrible. Chicago. Are they? Chicago's terrible. They we are. We like that. We like terrible like Chicago. That. They're 25, 47 at six. What's Detroit? Detroit is, oh man, I just, I just pass them up too. Cause I just looked at them. Uh, 35, 33 and 10. Okay, so I mean, these are winnable games. It isn't like they, it, but on yeah. the other hand, the you know the the wild should have been a game that we lost in their, yeah, their record. So like, you know, the the odds are against us being that these teams don't have great records. Yeah, and we have you know so far we split the season series with with the Devils. We lost uh, what game one five four. Yeah, game one we lost five to four in overtime. Then we won game two seven to four. So this, this is a toss up either way. Yeah. 
And like I'm looking at, at the stats, it just going on like goals for goals against. It's almost even for for the Penguins in Detroit. It is insane how similar these two teams are according to the stat line. <laughs> well, we'll know tomorrow. Three thirty, four o'clock comes around. We will have an idea, a little bit better of an idea, what's going on because if we lose, it's going to be shit. We're going to have to find out, a, figure out a way to mm-hmm. uh, hope that a bunch of things happen in our favor. We win tomorrow. We're going to be, you know, in decent shape and, and basically just sitting back waiting for Washington and Florida to play and then Philadelphia and uh, and, New, and the Islanders, see what they do, and then we'll go from there. But uh, tomorrow, 1 o'clock, big game. This game is huge for the Penguins. It's a must-win. Mm-hmm. Playoffs start yesterday, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's easy or exactly what happened. You know, they have to play these games as their playoff games. And, God. That's that's scary because the way that way the way we've played in the playoffs recently, you kind of don't want them to play like they're in the playoffs. You know? Yeah, right. But you know, if they can keep this going, the way they played this game, uh, they're going to make the playoffs. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried that you know they 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 shot their load. They, they, this was their last hurrah. They they you know all their energy was spent into this, but or this could be the one that turns it around. Like, hey, guys, th- we know how to play. We can play this way and win. Yeah, it, it's a big if, Mike. I mean, as as we said, we, we've done this many of times this season. Many, mm-hmm. many, many of times we sat here and said, this team has to win tonight. They have to win tonight, and they didn't win tonight. Now they're in that position to where, you know what? It, we, we there's You have your hands tied, and, and you're just watching everything go on around yeah. you and hoping for the best, and, you know, uh, it, law of average it doesn't work out that way all the time yeah. but uh, we could hope for the best as you said we could just win starts tomorrow one o'clock at detroit oh hold on guys hold on something happened what happened mike something happened to the live stream it stopped live streaming oh but that's okay uh we'll just throw this up it's still recording cool yeah, so we're still recording. It's just I don't know. What I thought the skewers actually did something. And then no. you just go up and add the rest afterwards. Yeah, I'll just I'll just add the whole thing up. Yeah, I'll end up taking the live stream down. I don't know what happened there. Sorry for everyone in the live stream. I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, Mike. Also, we have the the penguins at the end of the rope. We have tonight, today, today. I'm sorry. In in, in just a few hours, we have the beginning of a new road, uh, just right across town. Pittsburgh, Peng- Pittsburgh Pirates, four and two. They're coming home for their home opener, Mike, against the Chicago White Sox. We're sitting at three and four. Um, we're one game, the Pirates are one game behind the Brewers in the Central. And then over on the other side, the uh, three and four White Sox are just two games mm-hmm. behind. Uh, the first place team up there is the Cleveland Guardians. And this team is actually in third place in that division, two games behind them. But today, Mike, the, the opener is 4-12. It's a blackout. Kutch and A.J., uh, Burnett, they decided to say, "Hey, you know what? This game is big. Let's get everybody fired up. Let's get yes. the crowd going. Make it. Let's make it a blackout." So this is what they're going to do, Mike. They're going to go out. The fans are going to have all their black on. They're going to try to create that atmosphere and 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 get out there and, and just uh, you know, try to beat these socks and start five and two and you know, may possibly possibly be in first place by the end of this day, just depending on what Milwaukee does. Um, they play today at four twelve, and then they got games two and three on Saturday and Sunday. Next week, they got the Astros coming to town. But uh, here we go, Mike. We're home opener, Pittsburgh Pirates. It's here. It's here. And I know this isn't something that everyone waits for like it is the the, the, I'm sorry, the Steelers. But you know what? At the end of the day, when you're looking at what these guys did, and I'm going to read their uh, starting lineup here in a few minutes, there, there's a bit of excitement in the air, Mike, in Pittsburgh about this team. There, Yeah, yeah, there is. I, I think it may be misplaced, but there is excitement. I mean, we don't know that yet. The team is, like I said, they're playing well. It's early. It's very it's early. It's like the sixth or seventh game of the year. Hey, yeah, hey. hey Derby, Are we ever down. this close to first place after six games? No, so just leave me alone. No, yeah. no, let, no. Let us have our Let us have That's our why you play 162, though. 
You play 162 because baseball is boring and have to squeeze enough action in, into the season. They figure after 162 games, someone will do something. Exciting. All right, so this is a good good moment, guys. We're talking good here. It's just positive. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's positive. The Buckos, the Buckos are, are in what first? Without place? sarcasm, team, we're doing positive. So best if, team if, in if Pittsburgh any of us right can now. Pull that off. We'll go ahead and do that. You know, today. We're, we're we're second in the Central. We're, we are the Buckos are the best team in Pittsburgh right now. You know Hot what? They are the best in team in Pittsburgh. They're playing the greatest franchise in the National right League. Now. Of course, A.J. Burnett, Russell Martin is in the house tonight. You got the first pitch coming out by A.J. Batman. Everybody's going to be excited to see him back. This is also Kutch's first game back at PNC Park as a Pirate since 2017. So I think there's a lot of things going on here, guys. I think almost the same, uh, you know, with, with the with the Penguins, I, there, there's an atmosphere. The team is going to be, the uh, fans are going to be rallying around this team. I don't know what kind of crowd you're going to get at four o'clock in the afternoon in Pittsburgh yeah. on a Friday. I mean, people are still walking yeah. out of the, with their with their lunch boxes from work and things like that. But I think for the people that are going to go down or they're going to make it uh, fun. It's going to be interesting. And as I said, Mike, this this hodgepodge of nothingness who just beat they who just swept the Boston Red Sox, who, you know, last year in the hodgepodge of nothingness, um, you know, that that quote came into existence. Yes. I say build off of this, <laughs> build off of this, build off of that sweep. This team, you know, last year we were nothing. We were two years in a row. We had 100 losses. This uh, Dennis Eckersley comes to town in the Boston series last year, says this is this, this is nothing. It's a hodgepodge of nothingness, which I agreed. I agree. He was 100%. right. He was <laughs> right. But you what have I off, said, though? You come off, you win that series. You not only win that series, you sweep that series. You go up to Boston, these people that the, the, the coined you, the hodgepodge of nothingness, you have to build off of that. And you have to carry these wins over into the next series and carry the series wins over to the next series. I This team, if you watch, there's going to be something that you'll notice different. And it's something that I noticed last time. And I don't even know if I want to get into this, but everybody looks like they're into it. And I know you say it's early, it's six games, but I can recall many times in my life, you know, to be in this form of season mm -hmm. and the guys just kind of sitting there in the dugout, just, you know, eating their, eating their fucking seeds and, and talking and this and that. But they're, you see all the guys, they're all standing up on the, on the, on the ledge. They're, you know, they're cheering for their teammates. There's something about this team. Like, I think they want to win. I think they want to win, whether they're going to win, whether they're going to win enough. I don't know. That's still yeah. yet to be determined. But I, I have a feeling like there's something about this team and bringing Kutch back and throwing a couple veterans in the lineup and getting O'Neill Cruz into his second year. You're, you're feeling there's a feel. There's a feel for this team. And I feel that they want to win. Um, tonight, it's, or yes, today, it's going to come down to your boy, Mike, the dude. It's the only guy in baseball that's older than all of us put together. Rich Hill is on the mound. He did lose uh, the game. I don't know if he got the loss, but I know in the first series against the Reds, uh, we took a loss in the game that he pitched. But as I said, let's see what he could do. We got veteran leadership. It's a different mentality this year. There, there's a, an involvement. It, it's uh, a feeling of involvement, a feeling that everybody is kind of supporting one another. Whereas in the past, like in baseball, a lot of times you just look in the dugout and it, it, it's just, you know, just guys sitting there and uh, not much enthusiasm into what's going on, which well, I guess is pro baseball. But on the other yeah. hand, you know, a little encouragement goes a long way sometimes. You know, if you're out, you get a double and everyone's jumping up and they're giving you signs and, you know, high-fiving each other. You know, that, that you know, that people can build off of that. People can build off of that energy. The crowd could build off it and then give it mm -hmm. right back to the players. Again, we have a long way to go. What do we got? 156 more games? Yeah, yeah. I totally, take note. I totally take note of that. But I think that this team will be better than it's been the past two years. And I don't think that's a difficult thing to do. I no. think that we could go out. What have I said, though? What have I said about the said? Pirates? What have you said about the Pirates? You figure out the pitching, you, you, you probably could slide into a wild card spot. I agree. I think, And you know what? The, the starting pitching hasn't been bad with the exception of those two games in the Red Series, which Rich Hill was one of them. Yeah, gave and up I can't two homers. Of, and I can't think of who the, the guy after him on the rotation is. But everybody else, as far as starting pitching, really carried their weight so far. Um, Contreras. Uh, Mitch, I mean, you know, these guys are really pulling it off. They're, they're putting in good innings, and that's what you got to do as a starter. You got to get to that sixth, even the seventh inning, if, if you want to continue to be a successful team. That's what successful teams do. So, uh, today at 4 1 2, 4 1 2, 4 12, the game starts, guys. I want to get some predictions for today's game, at least. Uh, today, Derpy, what do you think the Pirates are going to do in their, in their home opener? It's the home opener, man. Who's on the mound? Rich Hill, and I'm not sure who's on the mound for Chicago. Rich Hill and Lewis 
Lucas Giolato. Giolito. Giolito. Like a Starbucks drink. He he does too, man. I'm gonna go pirates. You like the pirates in this one? Yeah. All right, Mike. You don't have to be optimistic anymore. Give me give me your honest feel. What did the pirates (sighs) do tonight? This is this is a today today. I'm having a hard time with that today. This is a toss up. This is a toss up. Um, God. I'm gonna go with the Buckos pulling out of pulling out of victory here. Now, I don't feel good about this because everybody's picking the Bucks, and that's not a good sign. I think the, <laughs> when people go against them, they're a better underdog team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? I'm gonna go Buckos as well. Derpy, do you want to you want to you want to tack a score onto that prediction? I'm gonna go four three. Four three. Four Walk three pirates. I'm sorry. Walk off win for the walk off win. I like it. Boy, would that be exciting, Mike? Uh, about yourself, man. You want to give me a score? Oh, it's going to be eight to seven, and Kutch is going to hit hit the game winning homer. Gabe's eight to seven. Kutch is going to hit the game winner. <laughs> I'm saying six to one Pirates. We go out there handle business. Let me read off this lineup to you real quick before we move forward. Leading off is O'Neill Cruz playing shortstop. Second, playing left field, Brian Reynolds. Third at the DH spot, Andrew McCutcheon. Fourth at first base, Carlos Santana. Third base, Hayes. Hayes. Brian. That is a, Jackson. That is a, <laughs> What's that? That is a dominant five That is a. It's not very bad, right? Five right there. Right. Um, and then uh, we're going to go to the center fielder, which is Jack Sawinski. Then right fielder is Connor Joe. I don't know who this Connor Joe is. As a matter of fact, every time I watched, he didn't play. So Connor Joe is our left, our right fielder. I'm sorry. G1 Bay, that guy that made that amazing catch on the green monster the other day. Yep. He's at second base. Jason DeLay, who's not Austin Hedges, is at catcher, which is good. <laughs> and then Rich Hill is on the hill. So Rich I mean, you hill know, on the hill. I think I like that. I like that. <laughs> Rich Hill is on the hill. So, you know, Cruz, Reynolds, Kutch, Santana, Hayes, Sawinski. That is a. And those then, first five, that first five alone. And then seven, eight, nine underrated. is that, Connor Joe, Joe Wynn Bay, and Jason DeLay. Now, Bay, he, he could also be in that top five. They just have him at the bottom of the lineup to try to flip the lineup. And as I said before, Jason DeLay is definitely, in my opinion, I, I haven't seen enough of both these guys. All I know is Austin Hedges was 0-4 in that first series. If you go to his box score right now, it's zeros the whole way across against the Reds. I, I wasn't digging that. This fellow comes in the other day, hits a home run in his first bat or in his first game. So I am digging that. So, I, you know, what this end of the lineup with between Connor, Joe, and Jason DeLay, I guess those would be your weakest spots in the lineup. But still, with their, all things considered, I like the DH. I like the DH. Do you like the DH, Mike? I don't. No? What about I'm you, Derby? Pure, I'm a purist when it comes to pitchers batting. I love yeah, watching them you like struggle. That. I love it. I love watching them struggle. What about you, Derby? Are you a fan of the DH? 50-50. Okay. See, I like the DH. I, 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 I watch Because McCutcheon's old. He's not, you know. Right. Same guy. Same guy, but. Now. But. He's probably like a role because you know how I, I'm a Guardians fan. Basically, he's in a role where uh, he's in the situation when uh, 2013 with Tommy. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt to have a guy like that on the team. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It are, doesn't. Th- these guys are older, but it's okay because, I mean, if anything, they're just going up to hit the ball three times, four times a game. I like it, guys. I do. I, I like the DH. And here's the reason why I like the DH. I, I, I like Mike. I mean, traditionally, I've we've been a national national league team my whole life so i've been watching pitchers strike out many 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 times throughout my whole life and i think that you could just you could do without that um it's it's almost i mean the percentage is so high that it's going to be a an automatic out of course that's not always but the percentage is high i always felt that it was kind of a waste of an out and if um i thought that I would have liked to try what the american league did with the dh and now the now that we tried it i like it so I'm down with that. Hopefully this team right here, these uh, nine players plus Rich Hill on the hill 
could uh, bring it together today at 412 and make this team five and two. And it, like I said, at the end of the day, depending on what Milwaukee does, we could be sitting in first place after, yes, yeah, seven games. But again, we're usually 30 games out of first place, six games into the year. So that gives you an idea of where we're at there. 81 and 81. Here we come. Woo. You know what? And the thing is, I wouldn't be happy with 81 and 81, but I would certainly be more happy with 81 and 81 than I would be with 100 losses. You know what I mean? I would like them yeah. to do better. I would like them to, to, to make a push. I would like them for their name to be mentioned at the end of the season when it's talking about playoff time and yeah. having your, your team so many games out, whatever. That is much better to me than having back-to-back 100-season losses. No, it's not acceptable to, to finish under 500, but again, we've done so poorly in the past. 500 season would feel like a victory which that's getting old in pittsburgh but that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day we have shirts over on our website that actually uh you know stem from that whole situation bob get your bob nothing t-shirt get your bob nothing coffee mug get your bob nothing magnet over at twodumbyinjures.com click on the merchandise store there you go. Everybody go check that out. But that is the, uh, like I said, that is a different story for a whole other day. Today is all about excitement. Today is about all new beginnings. Today is about the Pittsburgh Pirates starting the season at home with their home opener against the White Sox 412 today, 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 everybody. Gentlemen, I will be, ex- I'll be pumped about the Pirates if they're still in contention at the All-Star break, at the trade deadline, and if they make positive moves. That is when I will get my optimism up. So right fun. now, right now I am staying flat and even i'm not getting too high i'm not blame you low historically that's when the season tends to fall apart absolutely doing anything and if they make moves or not at at, after the all-star break and the trade deadline that's that's when the season comes off the rails and the way my 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 my, um my memory serves me it's a lot of fun when you get to that point if you're still in contention because as mike said you know you're looking around now at the other guys that are looking to move Mm -hmm. they got you know good players that are sitting on teams that aren't going to the playoffs you have a chance to you know nab these guys you know sweep them up put them in your lineup plug them in and and try to make your team better that is so much fun i I, you know i really regret that that we miss out on that for for decades now but those three years when we when we had the run 10 years ago it was a lot of fun i could get into that again you know, whether it happens or whether it doesn't, I don't know that still there's a lot of baseball left, but I, I would love to have that, um, you know, going on here in Pittsburgh again, does, it does good for a lot of things. Of course, makes money for the city vendors, businesses, things like that. That's always a plus, but for the sports part of it, I really enjoy that Mike. And as you said, you know, the trade deadline after the all-star break, you feel, you know, and here's another thing too, that I noticed in those three seasons, guys, when you're making that final push to the last month of the season, a lot of those teams that are out of it, they don't care anymore. They're like, they play like the Pirates. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're done. A lot of these guys, they're done. They don't want to go out and, you know, give it their all. They, they, you know, you're out of a playoff spot. I noticed that when we were playing, there was a lot of teams that could have gave us a run for our money, but we would end mm-hmm. up sweeping them in that last season, or we would end up embarrassing them. I just think that, you know, like I said, one try to contention, especially after you played for six months in 90 degree weather, a lot of these, you know, a lot of these teams, they, they kind of give up, they throw in a towel. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, we could understand it from this side of the fence because we've seen the pirates do that. So yeah. that's a lot of fun. If you get to that point, you start winning more games that maybe you shouldn't have won. I dig, let's go, let's go bucks. Come on. Let's get, let's win today. Move to five and two. Right. Uh, everybody will be happy except for uh, Derpy. Except for Derpy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust him. I don't trust him. When it comes no, to actually baseball. I will be if you beat him. Oh, yeah, because that'll help you out. Yeah, because that'll help you out. Yeah. So let's go White Sox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pitt basketball, women's basketball team. They hired a new head coach today. Of course, their uh, former head coach just got fired about a month ago. They hired Tony Verdi. Tony Verdi, Mike, he is the 10th head coach in Pitt women's basketball history. <laughs> He'll be taking over next year. See if he can get that Look. Pitt women's team turned around. If I, you know, everything is turning around for pit sports except for that women's basketball team they are yeah, sitting... we'll, see, we'll see if it happens we'll, we'll see if it happens well you know here's something that's interesting pit sits at 22 in the uh the l the l directors cut winter standings and that's uh you know i don't know nothing about this i'm pulling this up off the pit website this morning and they have 469 points, uh, which is so far the most in department history. And from what I gather, it's just by the performance of all the teams and all the things, that, you know, the, the sports that's gone on with your wrestling, your volleyball, your basketball, all this stuff. We're sitting at 
22 in the country, which we've never been to that point this season. So as we stated before, Pitt is making some positive moves to be a, you know, a more, um, a more prominent school mm-hmm. in, in division one and especially in ACC, but that might, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully the turning of everybody else in the school can rub off a little bit. Maybe we'll rub off on the women's basketball team. It'll be nice. You know, it's always nice to see the, the local sports teams do well, even though it is absolutely. Pitt, and I'm not a big Pitt guy. But go for them. Go for you them. know what I figured out about you two? What? Here's the problem. I, I know what's wrong with you two. I'm negative. <laughs> well, no. You well, yeah. You were both Big Ten guys. Yeah. You yeah. like you like Penn State. He likes Ohio State. So someday we're just gonna have to have let you two go at it with some kind of Big Ten battle because fine, we'll do it when they play Penn State in football. No, 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 we will not because I, you will not be on the show because Penn State's going to lose and I'm not going to deal with you for two weeks. <laughs> hey, are, are, are you that guy that hears OH goes IO? Yes. Congratulations. No, I say OH. Congrat- I say, uh... you, you guys can spell a four-letter four word. That's all I can think of. This is the Ohio. This is the best we can do. This is why I hate Ohio. Hell yeah. Uh, student section is legit out there. Yeah, you that's know. their best thing. Of, that's their what they're known for. And linebackers, baby. Linebackers. And linebackers. So sit and down. And child molesters. Hey, um, <laughs> um, Ohio State has one. Actually, well, yeah, Jim Jordan, he knew about it and just turned a blind eye to it. Oh, as the doctor was going. molesting all their athletes. And who are these athletes that let people molest them? Hey, you're afraid to speak up. You might lose your lose your spot. I would lose, lose everything. I if somebody was touching my willy, I I I would not only Dang. speak up, I would whoop their ass, man. Dang. You know these, these are grown people. Hey, you never know. Right? You're, you don't know until you're in that situation. So, but well, it was one of the more positive things. I did not mean here, to bring us down here. Here's the thing. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? If you're worried about getting uh, losing your scholarship, I, I would think that you have the the hand. Because, you know, a bad thing is happening to you. So why would you be worried? Who are they going to believe, though? The guy who's been there forever or, you know. It wasn't like a lot of of athletes that got touched by these guys. I mean, somebody, you know, at some point, it's got to be, you know, they got to say, hey, wait a minute. It's more than one weird guy saying that he's been touched. It's Uh, everybody or a whole bunch of people. You know, they did it and they just turned a blind eye towards him. See, I hate that. I hate that. They turned a blind eye. That's that sucks. That that's yeah. terrible. Yeah, when you turn to yeah. But hey, what's more positive things? Derby brought us yes. down by talking about Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about a little football. Uh, football. We got the XFL is kicking off week eight. Week eight this weekend, guys. And the XFL season's almost over. It's a week ten week season. Oh, and then they got the by. one round of playoffs, and then it goes into the championships. So I mean, here in a month, this this is going to be done. The um, week eight starts off on Saturday at one o'clock between the Vegas Vipers, who are sitting at two and five. They're traveling to St. Louis to play the Battle Hawks, who are sitting at five and two. The uh, game later on that day at four o'clock is two pretty bad teams. Arlington is traveling to Orlando. Arlington sitting at three and four. Orlando sitting at one and six. And then on Sunday, uh, the last game's a good one. This game, not so much, but. Uh, the Houston Roughnecks sitting at four and three. They're playing the San Antonio Brahmas, who is, of course, coached by Heinz Ward. Only has his team sitting at two and five. I don't think that should be that great of a game. But this one, guys, this game here, D.C. Defenders at six and one traveling to Seattle. Seattle to play the uh, Ben DiNucci and the five and two Seattle Sea Dragons. Mike, this team here, this, this is going to make a good football game. I've seen the Seattle Sea Dragons really turn it around this year. And uh, they, they really made a push. And now here they are. They're one game, one game behind D.C. in the division. And if they win this game, they'll be in first place because they'll tie them in record and they'll have the head-to-head tiebreaker. Yeah. This Seattle team, they're legit. I didn't, I, you know, early on in the season, I, I don't remember what they started off, but it wasn't real great. But as you recall, we talked a lot about D.C. and a lot about Houston. This Seattle team right here is the team to watch for, I think, in my opinion. Again, in still as of last week, as when I watched the game, Ben DiNucci still leads the XFL in passing yards. Josh Cribs, they got a lot of good things going yeah. on over there. And um, Jim Hazlitt, Jim Hazlitt, also another Pittsburgh Steeler name that you remember as a mm-hmm. short, short-term defensive yep. coordinator, I yeah. do believe. Yeah, for like a season or two, I think. Yeah. 
So, I mean, they got a lot going on. If you want to enjoy yeah. some good football, especially now it's getting late in the season, you're going to start seeing these better teams play one another. And as I said, in two weeks, they're going to be uh, head-to-head for some playoffs. So, XFL, guys, season 3.0, almost in the books. <laughs> well, that like- late game. The late game tomorrow between DC and Seattle is at mm-hmm. seven or Sunday is at seven o'clock. So if you want to watch good football Sunday evening, seven o'clock, DC, Seattle, that's going to be the best game of the week. Yeah, Seattle's on a five-game winning streak. Yes, yeah, they they're rolling two, two in the, the defenders. You know, they're on that one-game losing streak. Yes, yeah, and they had their they finally, was, they finally lost. They finally looked human. Yeah, because not only did they lose, they lost to Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> it's so. not good. The, 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 you know, the one in six team, you know, you had the best and the worst team. Yeah, that, that's usually how you lose. You're this far into right. the season and out of nowhere. I, I wonder because that team's better than you. It's just because yeah. it's a psychological thing. You, yeah. You've already won a bunch. Yeah. These guys ain't won at all. We're not, you know, you don't, you, it's, a, it's psychological. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder, you know, since DC lost last week, there would be no undefeated team. Did the 70, 72 Dolphins break out the champagne? <laughs> You know, Mercury is no longer around to keep that tradition alive. I wonder if anyone else stopped. I think they in. do in every sport. Every time in, in any major pro sport in America, when the last team that was undefeated yeah. loses, I think the Dolphins celebrate. Uh, and then <laughs> finally, also next Sunday, Mike, next Sunday, this week, this time next week, we'll be talking about the Pittsburgh Maulers and the New Orleans, uh, whatever the hell they are. Ooh, they're going to be playing. We don't care who New Orleans is. We don't even is. care because they're not even playing in their own city. They're playing in Alabama, the same place that every team played last year. That's their home field this year. The Maulers will be down there next Sunday, guys. Next Sunday, then the following week, the Maulers will be coming home. So uh, that season's almost underway. XFL is heading into the playoffs. And then, of course, you know that we have the draft at the end of the month. So, you know, if you're, you're you like your football, you got it. You got to like everything that's going on with these sub these sub leagues and things like that. It's really keeping you involved in football. I've been enjoying it and I've never not really once have um, felt like I was having a, my my football withdrawals. Yeah. Which I've had in the past, you know, and you just need it. And you, you, there's nothing on. It's on. It's on a lot. So it's 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 a lot of fun. That team, that Pittsburgh team, that Mahler's team will be a lot of fun also. I, I can't wait. I, you know, God, like you said, man, it's going to be like football year round. Yeah, I love it. Like Pitt, Pitt's pre- playing, Penn State's play, or practicing already. Yeah, I'm, I loving love it. It. I'm, lo- I'm loving it. Our receivers and quarterbacks and skill players, they're still playing. They haven't even stopped for the Steelers. I, you know what? I love Pittsburgh. I love football, man. And, and uh, well, I'm just loving it. Loving it. Um, also, uh, connected to what we're talking about, some of the offseason things going on with the Steelers. The Steelers had four or four nice visitors mm-hmm. stop by the facility yesterday, guys. I want to talk about these guys for a couple minutes. Now, uh, the cornerback out of Oregon, Christian Gonzalez, was in town yesterday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cornerback out of South Carolina, Darius Rush. Yeah. Uh, the defensive lineman out of Georgia Tech, Keon White. And also the guard from TCU, Steve Avila, they were all in town yesterday. Mike, these are in Derby. These are all guys that, that, that you're glad we're talking to. These are all guys that I could see, yeah. you know, being Pittsburgh Steelers. However, the one name, the one name that's been standing out to me over the past week, and for a few reasons, has been this Keely Ringo. Keely Ringo. Now, yeah. there's been a lot, and I mean a lot of talk Jeez. and a lot of interest, and they took him to dinner and, and, and probably gave him a handle. I don't know what's going on, but they, they <laughs> love this Keeley Ringo guy. And, uh, you know, here's the thing. I think everybody right now is, of course, a favorite. They favor picking Joey Porter Jr., mm-hmm. not only because he's Joey Porter Jr., but because they don't know much of a lot of other people that are out there. And that's, you know, and that's the thing that we get uh, we get accused of a lot here is we want Joey Porter because his dad, well, yeah, that would be cool. However, you know, the, the average fan doesn't follow this heavily might say, well, who's a, what, what's a Ringo? What's who's a Gonzalez? Are these guys, any good. But as I'm learning more about these guys, I don't know this Keely Ringo and, and Christian Gonzalez, they might be better off, but we might be better off picking these guys than Joey Porter jr. Am I wrong? Uh, definitely Gonzalez Gonzalez. And I think he's the cream of the crop of the cornerbacks is he going to be as good as like sauce Gardner? no no sauce Gardner's he's how many people are you know yeah he's to me he's like a rod woodson deon sanders generational cornerback right he he was that good out the gate gonzalez i think would be like a that class below 
to where he's going to be a day one starter. Ringo, Ringo's going to take a while to develop, a year or two to develop, but I think overall he has more athletic upside than Porter. Porter is a I'm solid. Hearing, yes. Yeah, Joey Porter's solid. I, I would have no problem taking Porter in the first round. Because like I said yesterday, look, uh, Purdue targeted him 14 times yeah. that first game, and the rest of the the rest of the opponents only threw at him 16 times. So they were afraid to throw to him. That's good. You'd like that. But uh, like Ringo in the long term might end up being better than Joey Porter if he develops properly. Because he 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 flashed onto the scene his first year. And like everyone thought this kid was going to be a top 10 pick and his play kind of dropped off. He got, hurt. Yeah, he got hurt and the play dropped off. So I was like, who are you but getting? He injury poster? Yeah. Again. He showed up in the championship game. Um, He got, he got beat um in, against Ohio state, but he also made some good plays against those receivers at Ohio state. That's what happens when you have top talent against, against top talent. You know, someone's going to win one round, you're going to win the next. Oh, absolutely. And he ended up he ended up playing better as, as that game went on. He, he he played better. He he lights out in the championship game. So if they if they take him in the first, I don't think it's a good pick. I think it's okay. too much. I'd rather reach. see him at 32. Yeah, 32. 32. Yeah, right so now he's projected as, as like a he's projected as a third round pick. So they might even be able to get him at 49. And I wouldn't yeah, mind so taking yeah, him in the, I wouldn't mind taking take him an offensive second. tackle or take somebody of that nature in the first mm-hmm. round and then still get a Keely Ringo mm-hmm. when you know when you're in round two or round three. That that's not bad. And and uh, bad. I'm starting to realize that. And as I'm like I said, as I'm digging more and getting ready for next week, we're gonna be like I said, getting heavier in the draft talk and coverage. Um, I, I'm seeing that these guys are, you know, could be just as effective as Joey Porter. Um, it seems to me that Joey Porter, he, he's a plug and play. You could get him in the lineup. You could have him playing a lot next year and, and being very effective. But on the other hand, if you get your offensive lineman that you so ever you need ever so desperately to, to you know watch your quarterbacks back and to make holes for your, your uh, skill players, and you have to get that guy first. Somebody like Ringo or Gonzalez or you know one of these names that aren't Penn, that aren't Joey Porter aren't that bad. So it's it, it, we really can't. I mean, these are all. Three picks in a top 50 is a pretty damn good situation yeah. to be in, you know? Yeah. And but I think that's I, what it boils down to because we're able to get three of the 50 best players coming yeah. out of the draft. You're, you're hoping you can get three of the 50 best. And if we don't get Porter in the first round, you say we go tackle. Or they're like, real quick, so we're probably going to talk about these guys in the next couple of weeks. There's like people like Emmanuel Forbes, Cam Smith, yeah. Tyreek Stevenson, Julius Brent, who's someone else who they brought in. Those guys could they can get them in the second round, third round. So you don't have to go reach. You don't have to go corner in, in round one. I, I Would I love to see Jerry Porter Jr. here? Yes, I would, because I watched him play at Penn State, and I thought he played really well. But I all these other corners, the more I'm watching, the more I'm reading, I would be comfortable with them yeah, as well. Right. It, it, it's a deep – cornerback is deep this year, really deep. So you don't have to get one in the first round. So if they do go tackle or even guard in the first round – beef up the line or they beef up the d-line that's fine because there's going to be a corner sitting there at 32 like Durkee said or even at 49 you can pick one of these guys yeah because you like you said with it being so deep you know even if you do wait to 32 even 49 you can still possibly get one of the better cornerbacks coming out of the draft because there there, there is so much talent coming out uh, a couple of things i do want to touch mike before we go we got uh, rumors a couple rumors a couple rumors that happens that just so happened to come up. Uh, here's one for you. The Ravens possibly preparing to trade Lamar to the Colts so they could pursue Anthony Richardson. Ooh. That's an interesting idea. That is. Um, God, the Colts well, might just be dumb enough to, 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 you know, fall into this with, you know, the spider web with Lamar. And that's what I've been. And that's the one team I told you who'd watch out for if they did make a move with. Because they have that, that pick. Getting Anthony Richardson, I mean, they're they're basically going to, you know, they'll upgrade over no. Tyler Huntley for sure. No. Oh, upgrade no. over Huntley. Upgrade over Tyler Huntley. Yes, yeah. Huntley. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're and, and you're also going to get, you know, some of the skill back, you know, with these kind of quarterbacks that you like, these athletic quarterbacks with an Anthony yeah. Richardson. Uh, again, I don't know if this is just rumor. I don't know if this is seriously something that's going on. I, I just read this this morning. But um, Lamar to the Colts. I would I actually, an, I like that. Not bad. You're right. I, if you're yeah, a Ravens I, fan, you gotta right. love that idea. That would help out both teams. That would help yes. literally both teams. Because even sitting there where the Colts pick you, okay, you can get 
Anthony Richards. You probably even maybe CJ Stroud falls or Will Levis fall. If you take right. one of those, you're going to get one of the top four quarterbacks in the. Yes. Well, yeah. I, it's a good move. Good move. It I doesn't seem like they, they want a Levis. It. It I seems hope like they, they want. Yeah, they want they a more want athletic Stroud or they want a Richardson. They they want one of these athletic guys that could run and, and you know and move do, around do a more, lot, which is understandable. Running, yeah. yeah, right. That's, that's, that's what the Ravens. Offer. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Do it because I want to go up against a rookie quarterback. I want the quarterbacks yeah, right. to be weaker in the division. Right. Joe Burrow, you take some time off of football, man. Explore a passion other than hey, football. All you have to Come do on, is Joe. You got all the time in the world to play football. Take some time off, buddy. We learned anything from Kimo Von Olhoff, and we could make this happen. I, see, I wasn't going to go that route. I wasn't going to go, let's go injured. Hey, the they guy. Ain't me rolling on the guys, knee. I don't give a shit. <laughs> God damn. Um, finally, my, my last on my notes here. A lot of trade rumors swirling, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. James Daniels. James I saw, Daniels. I saw that. What's give me give me the skinny on that? So, what, 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 what I what I gathered is uh, from the it's from the athletic article where they're talking to like league executives, mm-hmm. and they were giving you know all all on source because they don't want to tip their hand too. But they were saying, hey, what, we kind of like what the Pittsburgh did in free agency. They're plugging holes so they don't have to reach in the draft. And possibly maybe they're trying to you know, acquire more draft picks and James Daniels might be available because, you know, they signed some small Simalu, whatever his name is. I can't pronounce yeah. it. My bad big guy, uh, nasty Nate, who just going to be a backup, but you also have um, Kevin Dodson there. And then James Daniels, wh- who's going to go. And right. they, they are assuming Pittsburgh would try and trade Daniels because he has the most value since he was their best player. But for me, I wouldn't trade James Daniels because he was the glue of that offensive line. You know, you have Nasty Nate to back him up, and then you, Samalu, Samalu, Samaleo, he takes over for Kevin Dodson. Then Kevin Dodson and Kendra Green would be the two that you might move around. They cut Kevin, yeah, Kendra, Kendra Green. Green gotta... Dodson, I think Dodson would have value. Teams would value him as a, if they need O line help, he can go yeah. in and start immediately somewhere. He's not that, he's not a bad no, starter. Dodson will be fine. I think but I would like to, to keep him. I'd just get rid of Kendrick Green and roll with those four guards. And maybe if you package Kendrick Green and with you know somebody else, you could maybe maybe <laughs> maybe get a little get, bit more. Yeah, but I I just don't see it. But it's not coming from Pittsburgh. They're not leaking okay. this information. This is league other league executives kind of anticipating reading the other team's minds of like, hey, this is what they might be doing if we were in that situation. It's kind of what we would do, type of thing, or trying to figure out okay, historically, this is what Pittsburgh does, but new regime, or are they going to try something different? So it's not coming from the Steelers. It's from other league executives. Okay. Yeah. But that, yeah, you know, I saw that, that too, and I was I was panicking. I was like, yeah. what's Omar Khan doing? Then I was like, oh, okay. I, just, I can't express any more about how, how excited I am and how happy I am with the way that the Khan is doing, handling the offseason. Mm-hmm. And as you said, they made a lot of moves kind of through a hole, so they don't yeah. have to reach so much, and, and they kind of have hand. In the yeah. draft, where you know a lot of times mm-hmm. that's not the case, especially yeah. with us, and you know where where a team might be able to just grab somebody from right from underneath of us, that's not such a bad thing because we've kind of covered our back in a sense. So yeah. I think this draft is going to be a very very good draft for us, Mike. I, I really do, Derpy. I think this draft is going to be, um, I, I hopefully one of the best ever. I think it might. Uh, it's, ooh, yeah, that oh topic for for next week, the best draft ever. All right. There we go. But we are at the two-minute warning, Mike. Why don't you go ahead and give us another one of your shameless plugs? Oh, shameless plug time. All right. TwoDumbYinzers.com, the number two, D-U-M-Y-I-N-Z-E-R-S.com. And you people are going because I see it. I see the numbers increasing out of the blue. I like it. I love it. Yeah, so you head on over there. There's links to YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, uh, the merchandise store where you can buy your Bob nothing paraphernalia. Where to the best baseball park in america or proudly you <laughs> while you're enjoying that park uh, while you're enjoying the park and hopefully the team on the field i uh, see we kind of need them to suck to sell this merchandise yeah. so yeah but Throwing remember up, yeah. you can buy you can buy your bob nothing over at the two dumb click on the merchandise and it'll take you right to where you need to go uh, you can find all that at two dumb there you go everybody to www2dumbyinsers.com go check it out a lot of cool stuff over there of course um, we are live Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. every week, every day of every week. And then every show that we do gets uploaded over on Spotify at 8 o'clock in the evening of the same day. 
So if you want to listen to this show in podcast form to later today, it'll be on pod podcast form on Spotify at eight o'clock. So check that out. So do you um, both say Podbean? I don't know what the Our hell old I said. Home. <laughs> um, but do we we got a, we got a couple minutes, guys, ready to do a trivia? This is an yes. opening day, opening day trivia, not necessarily pirates, but it is opening day trivia since it is opening day. Derpy, if you're still awake over there, man, let's let's do this. Woo! All right, here we go. Question of the day: World Series trivia. Not opening day. I need this weekend bad. Yes, you do. Opening day trivia. Here we go. Who was the first president to throw out a ceremonial first pitch on opening day? Who was the first president to throw out a ceremonial first pitch on opening day? I'll give you guys a little hint. Help you out. This is not an easy one. If you're not a baseball enthusiast. The year was 1910. Who was the first president to throw out a ceremonial first pitch on opening day? The year was 1910. Derpy, I'm going to come to you first. I think Derpy ran to the bathroom. I, I think Derpy ran away. Mike, I'll come to you first. Nineteen ten, nineteen ten. Um, um, um. Oh my God. Um, and he wooed too. I thought he was. I thought he was ready yeah. for the trivia. Well, is it a? Was it uh? Who's, who's the person who had the stroke? Was it Wilson? Woodrow Wilson. Nineteen ten. Woodrow Wilson. Is that your final answer? League of Nations guy. I'm going with Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson. I've been locked you in Woodrow Wilson. All right, there's Derpy. Derpy is back. Derpy, who was the first president to throw out a ceremonial first pitch on opening day? And the hint is it was in 1910. Hmm. I know, I know. <laughs> All right. Got an answer. Looking for a president. Mike says Woodrow Wilson. It's not Wilson. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think Mike just picked him because his name was Woodrow. What a what a what a name! Yeah, I love being Woodrow. Like, 1910. 1910. 1910. I'm gonna go the big guy. Taft. Taft. Ooh, the big Taft. guy. William Taft. Ooh, I think. Ooh, that's a good. That's going. a good one. Is that is that your final answer, Derby? That's my final answer. Taft right. is a good one. I think you might be right. I think you are right. I think it is Taft. All right. Fuck. So one more time. Forgot about him. Trivia of the day. Opening day trivia. Who was the first president to throw out a ceremonial first pitch on opening day? The hint was it was 1910. Mike says Woodrow Wilson. Derby says William Taft. And the answer is, guys, William Taft. William Taft was the first president to throw out a ceremonial first pitch on opening day. So there you have it. 113 years ago. 113 years ago. When did Wilson serve? It was in the same time because as I was digging this question up, it was multiple choice and Wilson was one of the other answers. So I have a feeling it's all kind of somewhere back, you know, around that time. Obviously, way before all of us, 113 years but um, Sheesh. Yeah, crazy. When oh, you, he was president in 1913. Yeah. 21. Cause I knew it was like, he served it through world war one. And I'm like, okay, how early, how late? Nah. Damn it. All right. We'll put that on our geography. Um, civics and you just podcast. Went with half because he was from Ohio. And there you go. <laughs> but Hey, uh, everybody, we do appreciate everybody. We hope that you continue to keep checking us out. Uh, we have lots of good things going on. The Penguins do play tomorrow. They play a must-win game against Detroit. It's about as much much must-win as you could get. Yes. If they lose. I mean, it's not technically over, but it, it's getting really close. So this is a must-win. One o'clock against Detroit. You got a bunch of XFL coming up. This is all week eight. It is all through the week or through the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Um, one week away from the Maulers. And, of course, the big home opener today, guys, the big story. Everybody in Pittsburgh is fired up. Get down to the stadium. If you're not at the stadium, just get downtown and have some fun. 412 at 412 today. The Pittsburgh Pirates open up against 
the Chicago White Sox, and it is a blackout. So, as I said, if you could get down early enough, go down, have yourself a good time, and cheer on the battling Buckos, guys. We're going to raise that Jolly Bucks. Roger one more time before we hit the weekend. Get us at uh, maybe get us in first place. Um, yes. Derpy, no, Mike, what? Uh, give me some, give me some words of wisdom to send us into the weekend. Root for your local pro sports team, no matter what sport. Don't be a homer just for that team. Root for all three pro sports teams equally. So saying that, let's go Bucks. Makes my skin crawl, but let's go Bucks. That's how I've lived my whole life. I have no problem doing this. Yes. Derpy, what about yourself? The Pirates and the Guardians are winning their divisions. Pirates, Guardians, Ooh, not only their divisions, oh, Pirates, hey. Guardians would be an amazing World Series as well. You could exactly. travel up and down, up and down, up and down to catch all seven games of that if it came down to it. Again, hey, it's a push, but a lot of, lot of baseball season left. Who knows? Maybe the other 28 teams could all, you know, get killed in airplane crashes, right? Who knows? <laughs> oh, Jesus. End the week oh, off good. That was out of nowhere. <laughs> all right. But anyway, hopefully that don't happen. But uh, end of the year, Pirates, Guardians, let's see. We'll see if that happens. But we do want to thank you one more time for checking us out this week. We appreciate every one of you. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, it's supposed to be a little chilly, but you know what? Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye. See ya. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs>